This man texts me every week. What did you give him? The bussy yet? I have not. Well, why is he texting you? Okay. Why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> In the words of Mariah Carey. <laughs> he texts me ev, and he says the same thing. I just today found out that that song was about Eminem. Just today. I want you out. Welcome back to Fat People with Opinions, bitch. I'm Taylor, and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Isaiah, and I'm also the fuck tired, bitch. But we are here for and y'all. We, and we are, we, are, we are here. And we're queer, and we're still fat. Well, I mean, I'm fat. You still fat? <laughs> I, I shouldn't speak for you. <laughs> I am still fat. <laughs> Even though niggas like to say I'm not fat. I was thinking about that earlier today, because when we were talking about doing... The episode where we would have Kevin on as a guest about like being a reformed fat person. Mm -hmm. Do you think he still claims fat? And also, is it different for him because he is like conventionally unfat now? Like he looks like a conventionally unfat. I mean, does because like y'all are kind of in the same boat, right? Where you used to be a lot bigger bigger. than you are now. Mm hmm. But I feel like you are still plus sized, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not saying that for you to take offense to. I no, I don't. Like I mean, I, I wear plus size <laughs> clothing. Okay? Whereas I don't feel like that is the case for him. He's not. Right. He is petite, small, <laughs> little. <laughs> so, I mean, that's going to be interesting to explore when we're all in the same room. But right. I, I mean, was thinking about that earlier. It's different experiences. And then I also wonder, because it's like, he's claiming fatness in retrospect, where it's like... Did he I, claim it when he was fat? Right. One. <laughs> and I mean, there's a difference between someone who like loses weight relatively early, and then once they lose the weight, if they can kind of distance themselves from that identity in the first place. And mm-hmm. then now it's kind of like, oh, this is me now. Also, so this is kind of interesting because I saw a lot of people posting like before and afters as we come into the, the new decade, the 2020. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are like, I don't know who that person is. For kind you of, or for them? For them. Like I saw a, a few people on Instagram and I don't have a particular opinion about it yet. I'm still trying to figure out how I feel. But uh, they posted pictures of themselves, like I guess, 10 years before now we're going into a new decade they're like oh let me post these pictures and a lot of them are like well i'm a completely different person now i don't know who that person is you know Mm. and it's kind of interesting because i'm like i see where you're coming from but is that fat phobic you know what i'm saying like if you are a fat person who lost or you were at some point a larger person who lost a a significant amount of weight if you post a before and after and not only just the fact that you're posting the before and after but you post a before and after and then you're trying to distance yourself from your fat body yeah that's that's a little (laughs) sus um the people that i follow on instagram at least the ones that i look up to in regards to like weight loss before and afters, whatever, mm. are always like, I look up to that girl because she had the strength to decide to change her life. Right. And I love her and blah, blah, blah. It's never like a, I don't know who that is. That's crazy. Because like that really is like dissociative. Okay. And I mean, <laughs> sometimes I even uh, will refer to my like former bigger self as like him as 
as if he's not part of me. But I think it's because I can see the logic in it is that if you've had like a, a transformative experience and really have like evolved in, in your mind, you really evolved and changed into a different person. I can see like you not recognizing someone and then that manifesting in you like saying that that's not who you are or you referring to that person as if there's somebody else. But then it's also like, for me, I still like I still know who that person was. Like you know what I'm saying? I still know yeah. who that person is. That yeah. person is a part of who I am. That person, like you said, um, contributed to me being here. Right. And there are some things about that person that I miss and I admire. Like the fact that that person was fearless. Like mm-hmm. former fat me was fearless. Former fat me didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Obviously. Like <laughs> Wait, did you, not you give a fuck now? There are fucks that you give now. I mean, now I feel like I have a little I have two more. <laughs> and two more as opposed to the zero that I had previously. <laughs> I have two more to give, um, but it's, it's so interesting to think about that. Like, I don't know if we talked about this. Do you feel like before and afters are inherently fat phobic? No. And I feel like I've thought about this a lot because Instagram, when I turned my Instagram into a business page or whatever and could start like promoting my posts, it will not let you promote before and after pictures because it is like sensitive. It's considered sensitive material. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So I'm I was thinking like is it like is it triggering for other people to see before and after photos in the sense where like it would need a sensitive like, like this is sensitive material disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the way that, like, if you saw someone bleeding, like, that would be sensitive material. But why are those things comparable? I don't... That's what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've i thought about this in that sense because of me turning my Instagram page into a business page. Mm-hmm. I can't promote posts like that. I can't promote posts being like, oh, look at my progress. Look at how great I'm doing. Like, I can't... Because that's sensitive material that would I bother think, someone. I think I would understand the argument if the reason was that they're, sen- like sensationalist material which i don't know if that's kind of the same thing because it's like i feel like we as a society really like put weight loss on a pedestal Mm -hmm. like really really lift up people who lose significant amounts of weight so it's almost like any kind of imagery that's associated with that we immediately want to invest time and energy and resources into and likes in this case when you're talking about social media so it's like because sometimes like, I remember I was watching YouTube videos, and there was this guy who was posting pictures of, like, his excess skin when he lost a significant amount of weight. And he his immediate, immediate response was, when he was uh, posting the, the video, was like, I just want to make sure that this is not clickbait. And essentially, it's, like, kind of the same thing that I'm thinking with before and afters, where it's like, if you have a really dramatic before and after, and you're trying to use that to kind of, like, parlay into some sort of, like business or anything like that it's kind of like you're really really capitalizing on something that to me doesn't give you any kind of like it would be different if you were credentialed it would be different if you had like done this uh, using some sort of diet that you manufactured like and that you're now trying to sell right just by virtue of losing the weight that gives you you know epistemological you know (laughs) (laughs) credence to to dictate how we should be losing weight just by virtue of the fact that you have this dramatic before and after. I don't know that that fucks with me a little bit. Yeah, and I don't want I don't want y'all to think that this was me because I don't I never promoted a post because I'm poor. I just know this information. <laughs> I just happen to know this information. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't think even before and afters to me it's like 
you're literally just documenting time. Like, yeah. you know, if if it is the case that you are fat now and you were fat before, it doesn't make sense for you to post the before and after. Yeah, I'm just curious that mm-hmm. I'm curious to know if it's the same for like people who have had nose jobs or like mm-hmm. other cosmetic work. Like, are, is it okay to provo- to post before and afters in that situation? Right. Because if so, then I feel like that algorithm is fat phobic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh wow. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, because if you can, because if uh, we're saying, and this is. Related to the thing we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. If you're saying that all before and afters are, you know, out of the question, then all before and afters have right. to be yes. out of the question. Yes. So if you get, you know, your butt done, I don't want to see that shit. I don't want to see Kylie Jenner. Mm-mm. But with her middle school pictures versus her now <laughs> pictures with her totally different face. No. Nope. It's not okay. If it's not okay for me to post my before and afters of my weight loss. Right. This is so interesting. Because I remember I was reading, I don't know if we talked about this at some point in the show, but there was someone who was like, before and afters are fat phobic, inherently fat phobic. And I'm like, hmm. I've heard some people say that, and I've not heard a good argument as to why. Right. Mm-hmm. Same. I think, to me, what always comes to the fore is that, to me, it sounds like you're insecure. And this is no shade, but this, to me, it sounds like you're insecure about where you are in your journey and you're really not truly comfortable with where you are mm-hmm. because if you were, you wouldn't care. Right. But because you, you are really leaning into this kind of outrage about it. To me, that's an indication that something it, it's sparking something up in you that makes you want to respond in such a passionate way. Mm-hmm. Again, related to. Right. Because I have a lot to say on that front when it comes to the situation we plan to talk about today. Right. Let's. Uh, can I just check in with you? How are you doing, sis? I know I'm, you're tired. Yeah. But. I'm just, I mean, I don't even know why I'm so tired. I think it's because it was. No, because it wasn't even cold today. It was like a nice, I don't know. Glad you tell. It was cold as hell and it was warmer yesterday. I was just in here cuddling with babe on this couch ready to go to sleep. Did you work today? Yes. Oh. We had Chipotle. That could also be why I'm tired because I ate that whole bowl. Girl, I had a whole bowl of Chipotle yesterday too. And I'm like, bitches are like, oh, I can only eat a a third of a Chipotle bowl, bitch. I'm like, ha ha, you don't know me. I I can eat the whole thing with chips. (laughs) Right. How has work been? Because last week he was ranting. About it sucking. I mean, I, I work in hell. So, you know, <laughs> whenever so I go <laughs> in purgatory. So whenever I go to the bad place to clock in, <laughs> I um, always am coming back with a story. I don't really have too many stories today. I just took like four supervisor calls today, which is a lot for me. Um, I usually don't take that much, but niggas are just mad and asking about the same thing. I mean, it's the holiday season and you're trying to take my money. I, we can cut that part. But like, that's what you're doing in the holiday season. <laughs> taking my money. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not taking nobody's <laughs> money, bitch. Let's be clear for the record. These white people are trying to take your money, sis. They feel like you. they did you a service, so you have to pay them. My thing is, let, I'm, let me go lean into this just for a moment, okay? <laughs> let me tell you the difference between white people and black people when it comes to bills, okay? Okay. When a white person, and I'm really leaning into these problematic arguments, so bear with me. <laughs> when a white person has a bill that they cannot afford to pay, what do they do? They call in, okay? They call <laughs> in and request to speak with someone because they feel like the bill should just be erased. <laughs> they feel like the bill should just be adjusted into oblivion. They said, I... I cannot afford to pay this, and you need to do something. You need to be working with me in order to pay this. These are conversations <laughs> that I have had literally multiple times. Fathers of 
daughter patients will call in and says, say like, okay, $1,500 bill. I need this all erased for $500. Or I don't want to pay this. What can you do for me? I don't want to pay this. What can you do for me? I wasn't aware that that was a thing you could say about bills. Black people. <laughs> you don't get calls from them because they never Because answer. we know we can't pay the shit. We're, Fuck, we, I need to talk to you for it. If I can't pay the bill, I'm not calling. I think my mom about this all the time. She's like, you know you're not talking to black people because we wouldn't be calling you. If we can't pay the bill, we're not calling No, you. we're not answering a phone. We're not opening the piece of mail. It's it doesn't exist. Right. And if it goes to collections, okay. Because <laughs> like, I'm not going to answer their calls either. So, so <laughs> here we are, <laughs> staring down at the edge again. <laughs> like, I don't understand. And it's just wild to me because Pete, white people are really, <laughs> they be really entitled on this phone. I want this to go away. Who do I have to speak to? And it's always a, who do I have to speak to? And I'm always like, me, I'm the manager. <laughs> There's, I'm really getting good at saying no. There's no one else that you can speak to. So here's what we're going to do. This is your bill. What do they say? Like, well, I can't pay it and they we hang up? We sit there in silence. <laughs> this is your bill. Okay? This is it, Michael Jackson. I don't mean to laugh at y'all, but like... And it's horrible because, again, this job really has been had... When you're in hell... <laughs> You okay. do as the demons do. I get <laughs> you it. You do as Lucifer, <laughs> Belzebub instructs you to fuck to do, bitch. You do what you're, <laughs> you do what you're supposed to do. However, I am I'm not someone who believes that people should be receiving bills for healthcare. I feel like she always preface that in in the conversation. But if you're calling in and expecting the bill to be wiped away, you got the wrong one on the phone. It's going to be a no for me. <laughs> All right, let's get into the skinny for this week. Y'all know, y'all have seen what's going on. With Lizzo and this damn Lakers game. Mm, mm, mm. I have watched what was posted on Twitter. I don't even know where to start. I I want to speak to both sides of this argument, but I want to make it clear what side I'm on as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. I would also like to talk about the fashion choices that she made for this basketball game. Mm -hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Um, Y'all need to let black people live, first of all. (laughs) Y'all need to let fat black people live even more. And y'all just need to mind y'all business. Boom. Boom. Also, y'all just really don't like seeing fat people enjoy having a, like, enjoy being, period. Boom. (laughs) Enjoy being, like, period. (laughs) I don't under, because, like, yes, it was a basketball game. I will Mm -hmm. give you that. Yes, it was, like, a family setting, if that's what you want to call it. Yes, there's a time and a place. But also, would y'all be this upset if it were a Rihanna or... A Katy Perry, even let's let's take black out of it. Like mm-hmm. if it were a Katy Perry or a I don't want to say Taylor Swift because she don't do shit like that. But if it were a Katy Perry or a Taylor Swift, would this be this? Mm-hmm. I feel like the immediate answer there is no. No, always no. <laughs> it would definitely be no. So like, what is it? Because y'all are telling me that you're not fat phobic. It has nothing to do with her being fat. Is it that she's black? Then like, make it make sense. I need it to make sense because it doesn't. And here's the thing, because I feel like people have really internalized this whole, like, anti-identity politics, anti-you stating that someone is doing something that's related to a marginalized group as that thing. So, like, saying that the fact that you said a racist thing, you're racist. Mm -hmm. People have really internalized the opposite side of that to say that whenever they're in a situation where someone is saying that to them, they're immediately discounting what they're saying. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, in this case, 
I don't understand, given the evidence, how we can come to any other fucking conclusion. Right. Like... And I'm sitting here asking you to give me (laughs) another conclusion to come to, and you can't. It's just a... I'm not fat phobic. That's not where I'm coming from. Okay, well, where are you coming from? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not fat phobia. Oh, okay. Okay, but what is it? Like, mm-hmm. so then help just, me. So then let's unpack that. Okay, for the not for I'm the not for the I'm not fat phobic niggas. Let's unpack that. Okay, let me just first preface this by stating my opinion. Okay, I'm not a Lizzo stan. I just want to make sure that's clear. I'm not someone. I don't. I haven't even listened to her album. I only know a few of her songs. Do am I biased in that I'm automatically rooting for a fat black woman? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. As I'm, am I. I'm not even gonna hold y'all. I am automatically biased in that I want to see fat black women win always. I mm-hmm. mean, really, black people want to see them win. Sometimes y'all get on my nerves, but I'm. I'm. We were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Okay. <laughs> we're rooting for you. Okay. That being said. When, for the people who are saying that I'm not fat phobic, okay, let's put this in context, right? Because here's the thing with Lizzo that I feel like is really kind of interesting to me as someone who's not like super invested in her music. And this is no shade to Lizzo. It's just that I'm not really in a music mode right now where I'm listening to new artists and mm-hmm. listening to music all the time. I'm more of a podcast person myself. So I'm not listening to her stuff. But as someone who sees her and then see the re- sees the response to her who's not like indoctrinated by her talent or whatever i feel like the response to her is so interesting from black people and that i feel like i'm seeing a lot of people specifically on shade room comments saying things like y'all need to stop trying to make us like her we don't really like her her music isn't for us and it's kind of like the same thing that they were saying to, and I don't really fuck with her, Azalea Banks, because of the things that she says. Well, she's wild. Right. But it's kind of the same thing that people don't really fuck with Azalea Banks for, in that a, a lot of gay people really like Azalea Banks. Mm-hmm. It's clear. A lot of gay people really like Azalea Banks. A lot of white people really like Lizzo. People see that and automatically assume that that has something to do with that artist. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm confused, because like, it's like, you do realize that Beyonce couldn't have gone to the place without white people liking her. Right. <laughs> Rihanna the same. Like right. you have to have crossover in order to be the the stature of these people. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't understand. And has she ever? I don't know. Someone who's listened to her music has she ever given you the the tease that she was anti black, like anti? Are we talking about Lizzo? Yes. No, no not at all. She's not anti black. No. I so, don't think she's given the tease that she's anti anything. She so, just be out here living. So I don't understand why people, black people don't like her. Maybe they, and you can say that you legitimately don't like her music. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not saying that you need to like her music. I'm not saying that you need to like her as a person. I'm saying that we see the state, we see the double standards. Right. We see y'all coming at her, but not coming at insert skinny artist here for the same reason. Right. And the reason I was saying that is because I feel like that is the context. The context context is that y'all already don't fuck with her. Right. And we're trying to figure out why it is that you don't fuck with her. Is it the fact that you don't like her music? Okay. If that's really really your argument, I can't refute that because that's your opinion. Right. But if that's mm. your argument, that has nothing to do with what she did at this game. Right. So let me move to my next point. So if it's the fact that you don't fuck with her because she's fat, again, I can immediately discount you because you made it clear what your where you are in this. You right. don't fuck with her because she's fat. And there are people who say things like, I remember I just saw a post where somebody posted 
a picture of, and this wasn't at the football, the basketball game. It was a picture of Lizzo where she did that photo shoot where she kind of was in, it was like red lingerie. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it was on the, I saw it on the shade room, but it was like. She, she posts them all on her Instagram. Right. She was on in her kitchen or something like that. And she was just like, I think the caption was waiting for my food to get out the microwave. And she was like posed all sexually. Mm-hmm. And then somebody did a side by side to a same, a very similar looking photo shoot that Nicki Minaj did. I have it in my phone. We can look at it. And the response was, what's the difference? And then the media comment under it was 500 pounds. Was what the person said. So those people, we can discount you. Because yeah. you, you automatically, you don't fuck with her because she's fat. To me, you're fat phobic for that. Because mm-hmm. that's not a rational thing right. <laughs> to not fuck with somebody. We can begin and end the conversation right there. Boom. You don't If you don't fuck with somebody because they're fat, then you're fat phobic. Period. Point. Boom. The end. It, it, I don't know what else to say. That's Because I don't know what, what other definition is there of fat phobic. So then for the people who are trying to, in my mind, like grapple for these arguments that aren't those two things these are people i'm not really under the fuck standing because there's no logic to the things that they're saying (laughs) because for the people who are saying that this was a public family setting event i hear what you're saying Mm -hmm. and and a certain part of me can agree with that however if it is going to be made the standard that Anytime you're in a public setting, you have to be dressed, which is a wild thing to say. But if you take out the fact that this was at a basketball game, there have been countless other bitches like Kim Kardashian, like Rihanna, who have just been photographed going in public mm-hmm. out in there like half nude, like titty showing, ass showing. Mm-hmm. Like these are things that have happened. They're not in at a football game or a basketball game, but they're in public. So... The to me the logical argument that is undisputable is that you believe that nobody should be naked in public ever. Right. That is a logical argument because it's not like basketball games are like sacred spaces or like temples for Jesus. Like right. <laughs> it's a basketball game. Right. So if you're counting that as a public space, then like the grocery store is a public space. The sidewalk outside is a public space. Right. The you getting into your Uber while the paparazzi photographs you is a public space. So if it's not okay in this public space, then it can't be okay in this public space either. Right. Otherwise it doesn't make sense. Right. And if that's your argument, that's what you wholeheartedly believe and you're consistent in your execution of said argument, I will leave you the fuck alone, bitch. Because guess what? We value consistency. We value a bitch who's consistent. Amen. And guess who you are? Consistent. <laughs> However, we all know that you bitches are not consistent right. this, because these are not what you think. <laughs> this is not what you think. You know that you are going up for the Rihanna's and the Kim Kardashians who are being photographed out here mm-hmm. with their titties out, and because to you they look aesthetically pleasing, mm-hmm. you're okay with that because fashion, legendary, because trends, fashion. like you know, she a trendsetter. You, your fave could never like could you never. know this is how you feel. So it's like. I'd, to me, the only thing that I have to grapple on to is that. And then the other people who are trying to make this about children. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a tweet from at contextlessness. Mm-hmm. They say people are so pressed about Lizzo twerking because she's big, but are too much of a coward to admit their implicit bias. So they say dumb shit like, what about the kids? You don't give a shit about no damn kids. Right. Just say you don't like fat people enjoying their bodies and move on. And, and, and to me, like, I value people 
who are honest in how they feel about something and don't mask it. Like, don't try to veil your fat phobia in some sort of, like, concern about children. Because you know that's not really what the fuck right. it's about. Because you weren't concerned about those children when the cheerleaders were dancing. You weren't concerned about the children when the people next to them were cussing or throwing a fit because their team was losing. You weren't concerned about the children when the people on the floor who are playing the basketball game were fighting or brawling. Like, you're not concerned about the children in any other situation. You're only concerned because this one thing, like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And then also, at what point are we going to have a conversation about the fact that regardless of the, the external kind of um, stimuli that your children are exposed to, really the greatest influence on a child's life should be you. Amen. Should be you. Should be you. <laughs> Parents. Parents. And there's no shade. I don't have children, so I can't really come for y'all too hard. But I feel like among all of the agents of socialization, if you want to get, you know, theoretical, I can put my sociology <laughs> hat on real quick. Among all the agents of social- socialization, the one that's closest to children are parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm not to say that that negates the impact of the media, of the, the educational system, but it's just like at, at the end of the day, y- y'all know that that's a losing argument because right. you've made it with literally every other bitch and it doesn't land. Beyonce, you've made it. Rihanna, you've made it. Cardi B, you've made it. It's lazy at this point. Nicki like, Minaj, you made it. Get it together. Another argument I want to deconstruct. I'm tired of seeing Lizzo's ass. Okay. <laughs> I have a tweet for this one too, but also, <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Cause I feel like I've been talking. Is it only Lizzo's ass you're tired of seeing? Because what is Twitter? Twitter is literally just ass on the timeline as well as Instagram. So where are you being tired of seeing Lizzo's ass? Zeli Imani, who is a blacktivist, that's a word, right? A black activist. Come on, blacktivist. A blacktivist. Now tweeted interesting everyone posting Beyonce's ass literally while also saying they tired of seeing Lizzo's ass and that the constant flooding of her body is tacky and by interesting I mean fat phobic right (laughs) right you can't be out I mean you could do what you want but Mm -hmm. listen you can't be out here praising and like lusting over Beyonce's ass while simultaneously saying I don't want to see Lizzo's ass and me not side eye you with a little bit of like, this feels like fat phobia. Like you're looking funny in the lights. <laughs> I have my, what is it? The, that emoji with the McGonagall on, bitch. I'm McGonagall. Really, I'm really looking at you, bitch, and you're looking a little, hmm. It's a monocle, guys. <laughs> monocle, my bad. McGonagall. Oh, McGonagall. Come on, Harry Potter. I didn't know she I didn't know she could transform into one of those. I knew she was Not a cat. McGonagall. Amonagall. I'm that emoji and I'm sitting here and I'm looking at you, bitch, because I, I need to, you know, zoom in a little closer because you're looking a little funny. I need the magnification. <laughs> looking a little funny. <laughs> the magnification. Cause it's and then this is what's wild to me is that people will make the argument and think it's a logical argument. And this is someone who goes up for Beyonce, okay? Who really huh, huh, who goes up. I'm not a beehiver because I don't get into fights over Beyonce because I feel like if you don't want happiness in your life, that's your business. <laughs> However, I'm not going to participate in anything like that. However, as someone who loves Beyonce, you can't make a logical argument when we're having this, this debate on social media about you know, why this is kind of like a double standard with Lizzo because she's fat and say things like you can't compare Beyonce and Lizzo and Beyonce and Rihanna. You can't compare them. And I'm sitting here like, 
So you just don't like evidence. Like, because <laughs> why can't I? <laughs> you, so then really we don't need, just say you don't like fat people. Because if you right. want to have a conversation, we can. But if you really don't, then just say you don't fuck with fat bitches. And, and it's cool. On. Right. And it's cool. And we don't need to speak after that. We're cool. We're, we're good. It's cool. Because I even think, a part of me is like, there's merit to saying that you're over her making every single thing about her body. You're over her making, showing her ass all the time. I think there are some people, there's a little bit of merit to that. But then my immediate pushback would be, okay, but are you holding every single artist who's doing that to the same standard? Because mm-hmm. literally it's like when you're a woman in the entertainment industry, that's literally what you are, are asked to do. Right. Like it's literally show your ass. Like right. literally. <laughs> that's literally what you're asked to do in order to be successful. Sex sales is a, a saying for a reason because we all know that niggas aren't interested unless you look a specific way mm-hmm. and you're showing that you look a specific way. So uh, even that argument is kind of like a, a failing argument. So again, let's talk about the arguments that we've already deconstructed and debunked. Okay. It was in a, it was at a, football, a basketball game where there were children around. Okay, it was at a back basketball game. That's a public space. Mm-hmm. So then, whenever someone goes in public space and they're nude, you're going to be outraged from this point forward. Mm-hmm. If not, then if that's not your argument. So we're going to move the goalpost so that now basketball games are all completely off limits for any kind of right. nudity. They're now sacred spaces where they you're not allowed to be nude to them at all. Okay, so if that's the case, then this is how we're going to proceed moving forward. Let's think of this as an email chain in corporate America, okay? <laughs> We've all now received the email and are aware of the new policy change. Mm-hmm. Let's give Lizzo the grace right. of having received that email, and let's continue to hold each other to the same standard mm-hmm. moving forward. Because anything that happened before the email was distributed can't be held against anyone who did it. Right. Because, because now, no one knew about the policy change until this moment. Correct. So now... Now that the policy has changed and we're now moving the goalposts to that, if you ever, you can be nude in public space, you can be nude on the red carpet, you can be nude in these different areas. But the moment that you step onto a, a, a basketball game and you're nude, there's going to be public outrage. Mm-hmm. From this point forward, if I see one bitch, <laughs> if, I see, if I see a nipple, if I see a rogue cheek, okay, if I see a chap, <laughs> for my for my gays, one see, too many abs. Oh my god! Hear ye, hear ye! <laughs> Light them up, bitch! Light them! Put them on the stake. They're a witch. Burn them! Like <laughs> she's a communist. I'm gonna say all these things in order to get. To and get, that includes the cheerleaders, right? That includes your uh, the the owners' trophy wives. That includes your girlfriend that you brought on your first date. Because think about the children. The Think children. about the children. Think about the children. I'm I'm going I expect the same level of outrage from this point moving forward. Mm-hmm. Cause again, I'm really trying to 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 take you seriously on your claim that you're not fat phobic. Okay, so I'm giving you the space, just like we're giving Lizzo the space to improve. To improve. So then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you're not fat phobic. But it's really hard for me to believe that when all of the evidence <laughs> seems to lead to way. that conclusion. Mm-hmm. You're looking a little funny. <laughs> all the evidence seems to lead <laughs> to that conclusion. And I'm just sitting here like, y'all really just can't take her. You just can't take her. You can't. Lizzo did an interview recently, I wanna say like either today or yesterday, mm-hmm. where she talked about how She's been posting a lot of thirst traps on her Instagram, mm-hmm. and she's been doing a lot of 
things that she wouldn't normally do because she felt like she needed to express how much she loves her body. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked about this when we were brainstorming this episode about mm-hmm. how we weren't sure if she was like repping that body positivity movement. And I'm not, I'm still not sure that she like 100% is. Right. I think it was just like a she gave off the impression that, that she, she was body positive mm-hmm. and then she had to kind of like run with that. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's been like posting nudes on her Instagram and like posting in uh, lingerie a lot. Right. And I didn't read the entire article, but I, one of my friends, friends in quotation marks mm-hmm. on Facebook shared it and then was like, my thing is if you have to constantly remind all of us that you love your body, then you don't actually love it. And I felt like that was an interesting take on that and um, an interesting angle for us to explore here mm-hmm. because I don't know that I agree, mm-hmm. one, but I also see how you could get there mm-hmm. because it's like if you have to constantly tell someone that you're not a liar, mm-hmm. chances are you lie a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I could see how you would get to if you have to constantly say you love your body, chances are you don't love it. Mm-hmm. But you also have to think about how large bodies are seen in society right. and how we would need to kind of overcompensate with mm-hmm. us telling you that we do love our bodies because it's hard to believe at first. You know? in, in con- it's so, context really the fuck matters. And it's really nuance and complexity are things that people really need to learn to understand because multiple things can be true at the same time. Because here's how I feel about Liz on this whole body positivity thing. Similar to what you just said, I feel like it's kind of like a catch-22 in that because she's fat and she's in space, I feel like people automatically are projecting this whole body positivity political movement onto her mm-hmm. because they feel like just by virtue of her being in space and being fat that in in not feeling like she has to to yeah. fall into herself and diminish herself that she's doing something that's like super, you know, political and trying Radical. to galvanize these yeah. people. Whereas, and she might have to some extent in, internalized that and then felt like she had to perform that in a way that was very much so, like you said, overcompensating. In that, okay, maybe I don't necessarily... Because to her, it may have felt like, I'm just living my life. But because people are projecting this on me, maybe as a, 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 a money-making, as a marketing tool, as a way to get people to listen to my music, I'm going to lean into that. So to, I feel like both of those things are true at the same time. Yeah. And then I feel like, to the point of that person, like you just said... The context is that we are automatically assume that fat people are insecure about their body, A, because we make them insecure about their bodies, mm-hmm. <laughs> and B, because we just assume that they're insecure about their body. Mm-hmm. Like, so if we're assuming that someone's insecure about their body and they are wholeheartedly believing that they believe that they're not insecure and they are proud of who, where, who they are, in order to come back, the whole overwhelming majority of the people that are going to say, A, you're not beautiful, or B, you're actually secretly insecure about your body, you're going to post so that you can really prove and demonstrate to them that, no, if I wasn't, if I was insecure about my body, I wouldn't be in this. I wouldn't be posted up in this scantily clad moment or just showing my body out here because if I was really insecure, why am I putting this all out here for y'all to consume and for y'all to pick at and deconstruct every single day? fact that I posted it should show you that I'm not insecure. Like <laughs> I just I need it to make sense. I don't it don't be making sense. And I just feel like it all all it takes is a, a a looking at the argument from the other perspective. That's literally all that it takes. That's it. And and I feel like 
as someone who reads YouTube comments and as someone who reads things on the shave room, I already know what the fuck the other argument is going to be before the the situation happens Mm -hmm. because people all seem to follow a same pattern in that they're not going to like give the person like the complexity of experience and behavior to kind of really let this person be human. (laughs) Like (laughs) I could, I would not be, in a situation where I went to a basketball game and I had some assless chaps on, even if I'm happy about the way that my ass looks. Right, because there are a lot of other reasons that I wouldn't want my ass out. Like, what am I sitting my bare cheeks on? Also, uh, I was talking about this with my nigga and he brought Mm -hmm. up a very interesting point where he was like, this is the player's job. Like, you just walked into my job with your ass out and now it's about you when people are here to look at me. Right. Right. <laughs> you just got to, you have to know your surroundings. Like mm-hmm. it, there's a place and a time for everything. You wouldn't walk into somebody's office and just take your shirt off mm-hmm. because it's not about you in that situation. And it's not the time and the place for that. There is a time and a place for that. Mm-hmm. And it can be in multiple different settings. It's just not this one. Right. And and I think all those things may still are true in the context of the situation. However, you can't divorce the fact that she's fat and there seems to be an interesting reaction to her in this situation while those rules are still being maintained. It's like if we're going to police her for being inappropriate in a situation where she was being inappropriate at a a, a, a um, basketball game, bitch, when I tell you again, my whole thing is I value consistency. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying anyone's politics are perfect and that people should focus on being consistent versus like being true to who they are and what they believe. But I'm also like, there's a difference between having a view, internalizing that view, and, and like behaving according to that view. And there's a difference between having a view and then putting it on the internet for people to, again, critique that critique that view but then also you're so passionate about this that you feel like everyone should know how you feel bitch. Mm-hmm. like and it's gonna sound kind of hypocritical because bitch we're on a podcast recording about how we feel <laughs> but it's also like bitch don't do that because it's our show we're on our platform talking about how we feel about a right. topic your opinion on something and you feeling so passionate about that opinion so much so that you want to post about it to me is an indication that you want to police like you want to regulate this mm-hmm. person as opposed to just having that view and keeping it to yourself mm-hmm. i guess is the point that i want to make there's also something mm-hmm. to be said about the sex sexualization of the black female body and how it's only allowed to be that when i mean white consumers want it to be that way mm-hmm. i don't know if y'all are ready for that conversation come on come but on if we're thinking about like, oh, okay, hold on. Let me let me get myself together. It's okay. One of the things that really irritated me, I'm sorry, I'm just going to talk while you're going through this. Okay. One of the things that really irritated me about this whole situation is that how people feel like their opinion is absolute. In that, I remember I was reading that one of the shade room comments, and this is one of the things that irritated me. There was somebody who posted, you. Lizzo, be quiet. You should just take this L. Essentially was like, girl, shut up. You should just take this L. And I'm sitting here like, so, or she said like, oh, you were wrong. You should just take this L. And I'm sitting here like, you think she's wrong. (laughs) Thank you. This is your opinion. Like, and again, 
obviously, you know, we're on one of the best things about social media is that we can, you know, have access to other people. We can have these conversations. But I don't understand how people think that their opinion is so absolute that it can begin and end a conversation. Right. Like (laughs) my Twitter mentions were in shambles. What was it? Tuesday that we were talking about? Yeah, Tuesday. Shambles. Like one guy was talking about how he was like he. The tweet that I read from Mm. out of context he replied to this tweet and was like, when we're in public, we wear pants. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. And I replied to him and was like, you wear pants. Right. You don't get to dictate what other people do with their bodies. Right. You can look away. Mm-hmm. And it turned into a whole like, this is about common decency. And you obviously don't understand that. You're stupid. It was just like, how did we get here? <laughs> and then also, and this is no shade to this person, but if you would have taken what you said and actually really started to analyze what it is that you're saying and how many other contexts where you can literally say this is not true to completely deconstruct your argument, it's like, bitch, y'all niggas don't know how to argue, bitch. Okay? <laughs> I, I have been told I have been wrong and I've had to fight an opinion on some with scholars, mm. bitch. Okay? With fucking, you know, niggas with PhDs. So now I, I know how to fucking argue, bitch. So I'm Saying is, These niggas on Twitter do not. Okay, so what do we say to to women in Miami who wear bikinis walking down the street? Right. What do we say to Kim Kardashian who was photographed for her breasts out walking into a restaurant or something? What do we say to these other people who have literally been in situation? Rihanna on the red carpet. That's a public space, bitch. Mm-hmm. When she wear that dress that was just Swarovski crystal, Swarovski crystals. I'm confused. We wear pants, and then okay, are we talking about a skirt, a pants? I'm saying we're talking specifically <laughs> pants because. I don't. They're most shorts, of the time, actually. Skirts. Like, if you really start, and people would say that's a straw man argument. But no, it's not a straw man argument because it's no more straw man than the argument that preceded it. Like, right. You're saying that we're, we're a pug, we're a pants. I get the point that you're making that you should be fully clothed when you're working in space. But that, again, because everything operates within the gray area, we've already gotten to the point in this conversation where we have allowed people. And not had the same level of outrage to be in that space and blur those lines and to break those rules. And mm-hmm. we didn't have, we, we uh, c- congratulated them. Go, bitch. Sickening. Okay. This mm-hmm. was a, a look. This was a look that you just did. I'm, I'm getting really, let me calm down. <laughs> and to sorry. my point before about the sex was sexualization of the black female body. Think back to uh, the Super Bowl where Janet Jackson performed and had that one little nip slip and then has never been asked to perform at any major event ever again. Right. Her nip slip in a situation where y'all were not desiring to see the naked female body mm-hmm. basically blackballed her for the rest of her career in that space. Whereas seeing Kim Kardashian naked or seeing um, like a black porn star naked when you're amber rose right when you're Mm -hmm. ready to consume that is a totally different situation for you Mm -hmm. so it's like is it okay for us to exist in the way we would like to exist Mm -hmm. or is it only okay for us to exist in the way you would like us to exist in that moment right because if you want to talk about sex selling stuff Mm -hmm. Lizzo is a woman who could use her sex to sell things right so in a situation where she's at a basketball game She's still Lizzo. Like, Mm -hmm. she's still the brand Lizzo. She's still selling herself. So in that situation, she could still try to use sex to sell whatever it is that she's selling. Right. It's just in that situation, you're not ready to receive that. Right. And so now you're mad. But, like, you're the one who told us that sex... So, like, I'm confused. And then then there's two things happening for me at the same time. 
we are really having a conversation where we are really taking people at their word and evaluating the merits of their arguments and really supplying counter arguments to the things that they're offering. And I appreciate that we're doing that. But then it also goes back to y'all niggas are just fat phobic. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like we're really spending time and really talking about the black female body and the commodification of the black female body and, and, and during the white gaze. Okay. And we're talking about, you know, um, you know, agents of socialization in terms of children and how the media is a huge agent of socialization and then how parents need to do their best to kind of, you know, act as a buffer towards that. When really the issue is that the fact that y'all have not made this consistent argument across different contexts when you're seeing a thinner, more con- conventionally aesthetically pleasing body, to me is evidence enough that the only thing that's different is that she's fat. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that's different. I wish it was the visual podcast because you, <laughs> you should see how my hands are in the air. I'm bereft. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm inviting you to come into how this is not like, an, like a, another situation. And her, the issue of her being fat is evident by the multiple comments that you see from people being like, oh, she's she's fat, but she still doesn't have an ass. Like, mm-hmm. those comments wouldn't be necessary if the issue was not that you were not pleased with the aesthetic that she brought to you. Mm-hmm. And I think... I think it's hard to divorce... I'm sorry, I just got frustrated myself. I think it's hard <laughs> to divorce. Because can you say that you don't like the way that she looks and it not be related to her fatness. Sure. Like, there are people who are ugly that it's not related to their size. <laughs> like, or not there even just that you're ugly, ugly but just like you're not... Some people who are like, as, as far as my aesthetic and my whole interpretation of art, I feel like what she's giving to me doesn't really translate. Like, though, there are those girls. I well, mean, I'm I, giving them a lot. Because if we want to talk about the garment that she was wearing, I would agree that that was just... It was ugly. I disagree. I didn't see the point. I disagree completely. You liked the, the garment? I mean, I'm not really here for the um, the the assless part of it. That wasn't really... Well, I don't think I ever saw the front. I'm just talking about the shape of the back. I, I kind of like the idea because really it was just like a t-shirt. A but that's what I'm dress. saying. It was like a t-shirt dress that was missing, that had holes in it. That, that didn't make sense to me. If it was like a, this was a pantsuit and these were like assless chaps or like this was an, a bodycon dress that was missing an ass, that would be interesting. But this was like, you bought this at a thrift store and it had two big ass holes in it. Like that's no. all I got. And I like the way she styled it too because it was like this this black oversized garment and then she had like this necklace and she wore it up to and she had a little cute little red lip. Like I thought it was really, really cute. I was like, okay. Then I mean, I around. didn't see it from the front, so. I thought it was cute from the front. I actually thought it would be, be cute if it was like, instead of it being assless, like maybe there was like the part that was cut out but with a different kind of fabric it like said something on the back. Like that would be cute. That would be, be real cute. Cu- Designers, okay? <laughs> um, don't take my shit because we can really fight, okay? <laughs> Designers. That's, that's going to be my first piece. But I thought it was cute. But I don't know if I can say, I don't know if I have an opinion on this, but if you say you don't like Lizzo, right? Mm-hmm. Are you fat phobic? No, because I feel like I don't think Azalea Banks is particularly visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not anti-black woman, you right. know? Mm-hmm. So I think you can look at Lizzo and be like, mm, that's not for me. And not be fat phobic. Yes. I don't think that's what's happening in this situation. I don't. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. I think because what's happening is we have multiple instances where you have said you don't like Lizzo. 
and it and you're giving explanations for why you don't. It would be different. If you say, "I just don't like Lizzo." Okay, you're a hater, but that's okay. <laughs> At least you're honest about it. Not you're a hater. It made it's okay to be a hater. I'm a hater as well when it comes to certain things. I just don't like it because I don't like it. What other reason is there other than I'm a hater? <laughs> Haters, they go hate. <laughs> That's what we do best. We hate. Come on, three LW. Promises, promises, promises. Don't come at my girl like that. My girl Aqua from the Cheetah Girls. Who had the best Cheetah Girl outfit in that little um, Cinderella Cinderella scene? Aqua. Aqua was best dressed that whole movie. I completely disagree. Okay, well we can disagree, Frank. I thought. In, but we, let's first <laughs> first let's make sure we're talking about the same scene. We're talking about the scene from Cinderella where they all had those cheetah print outfits on mm-hmm. and they were performing Cinderella. Okay, mm-hmm. and we had. I mean, we can look up a picture. We had Adrian in there who had this kind of like all of them were kind of giving cowgirl kind of, mm-hmm. but really. Raven's outfit was the only one that didn't really apply because she was kind of giving me um, all white party auntie (laughs) who's really conservative, but don't sleep on her because she also has snuck something in in terms of a a libation. That's what her outfit was giving me because she she was giving you fringe, but she also was giving you a white pant with a pointed toe boot. Come on, white pant. Okay, with a pointed toe boot. And then she was giving you a high neck. Okay, she was giving you, she was giving you a high neck. So there was no skin showing from the bottom to the top. Because she was an auntie. Whereas Aquafina, That's not her name. <laughs> was giving me, she was truly giving me Southern Belle. She was giving me tool. She was giving me, I want to give you volume in the skirt. That's why it was the best. Give you a tight and then give you a little white cowgirl boot. But give you a white undershirt with a, um, a little cheetah print vest. Mm-hmm. I low-key feel like I'm going to give it to Adrian. Adrian had the best look. First of all, she had that little... Um, White camisole with the fringe. That was cute. That was real cute. And then she had the little um, cheetah print like wristbands. Hers was the best. The other girl, I don't know what she was wearing. Dorinda. No, I don't. I mean, I disagree. We can agree to disagree. It's fine. I think Aqua was best dressed. I really enjoyed her her tool and her poof. That is you down. It is. You are a (laughs) skirt voluptuous. Mm-hmm. Volume. What do we want to like resolve the Lizzo conversation? Yeah, I mean, what are your final thoughts? Mine are leave fat people alone and mind your business. My thought is just be consistent. If you are what you say, you are. <laughs> Have no fear. That's what it's giving me. Okay, the cameras here. You're really doing a lot for the internet, bitch. And they wanna. <laughs> Okay, that's my my point is if given all because I always go back to a thesis, bitch. If given all of the evidence, I can only deduce that you are fat phobic. <laughs> then that is what you are. Mm-hmm. If you're not, show me. All right, weekly consumptions. I have mine's already. I do too. So you go first, because I feel like I was talking that whole episode. Something called the Winston Box. Mm. I came across this on Instagram because the ads be getting me. I didn't actually buy anything because it is geared towards big and tall men. Mm. It's a subscription box 
that sends you like two or three fashion pieces every month. Mm. Um, and it's geared towards big and tall men. And I was like, come on. Oh and I was God. looking through the pieces and they were kind of cute. Come on. What were the what was their aesthetic? Are they like preppy, kind of super dressy? I think there was a, a good mix. I would say it's like a how do I put it? It's like because with the name Winston, bitch, you're giving me, you know, double right. seven. Okay. <laughs> like, but it wasn't. It was like there was some business casual stuff, but then there was also like jeans and like the mm-hmm. you know how like the brown suede coat is really in right now? Like the corduroy coat okay. situation. Like okay. it was that type of look. Okay. Like Fashion Nova, but money. Fashion Nova, but money. Okay, yeah. I'm into it, Winston. Let me see what y'all got over there. I mean, because when I hear big and tall, I get triggered. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's be clear. Yes. I get emotionally engaged. Refer back to episode two. Okay, where we talked about how big and tall literally is just a, a synonym for patronly. Okay, <laughs> you're giving me, um, again, deacon of the church, a priest. It was cute, though. You work at your local Kmart, but if if you're giving me fashions, if you're giving me, you know, garments, then I can look into these things to see what they'll do on my body. <laughs> my <laughs> weekly consumption is T.S. Madison. Come on, T.S. Madison. We love. When I tell you, I am obsessed with her. The Queen's Court. The Queen's Court. Queen Supreme Court. I have mm-hmm. never watched an episode of Queen Supreme Court. <laughs> I'm a, 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 a newer fan. Okay. In that I have, like, one of the first videos that I watched was because I saw that she was going to be on the um, the read on Fuse. Like, I saw that she was a guest because I saw the, the videos on YouTube. But what she posts was, like, a vlog leading up to that. So it's, like, an hour-long video on YouTube where essentially she's, like, driving up. And then you see her getting ready. And I, like, I love shit like that. Like, I really, really do. And when I tell you... This bitch is so fucking funny. Like, when I tell you, I literally was watching this laughing hysterically because, first of all, the bitch just cuts up everywhere she goes. Like, she can't just sit there and just be quiet and not say nothing. She just has to say something wild, reckless, and crazy. And then she's always singing, number one. And then everything is a church soon, a church song. <laughs> full of, you know, church vibrato and church, you know, dynamics vibrato. and... All Church of that. And then she's just so genuine and honest and real. And I feel like she's one of those people who, again, I really value people who tell me what they believe and are true to that. And I feel like I get that from Tia. So I love her and I'm obsessed with her. She has a series on YouTube called Beyond the Bench, where essentially she talks about like she has footage that she kind of does commentary over and she'll like put context in terms of like what was going on. And some of it is like funny shit, but also some of it is like serious stuff. So there was a time where she was frustrated by what was going on um, when she was preparing for a show and she was talking about her frustrations. And I was like, I love shit like this. Like this is my bread and butter. So (laughs) I love me some her, but that's my weekly consumption. I've been watching all her videos on YouTube. Shout out to T.S. Madison, girl. One T.S. Madison, we love. Okay, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> if you made it this far, we love you. We love you. Please like, comment, share, subscribe. Rate, review. Those really help. 
it's really helpful. So keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And then also follow us on all of the social. Oh, yeah, follow the show on Instagram. We have an Instagram page now, Fat People Podcast, where we post about things we're going to be talking about, things that happen throughout the week that we don't get a chance to talk about, and we want you to be a part of the conversation. So make sure you're checking that out, leaving us some comments, telling us what you would like us to talk about, because we are here for you. So. I feel for you. What song is that from? You know I love you. I Chaka Khan. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Goodbye, y'all. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.